I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Welcome back to Finding Myself. We are at the fifth episode. This is exciting. We're five episodes in, and I am so excited to have a special guest with me. Probably the person who knows me the best. I have convinced, yes I have, my husband to sit on the mic with me and talk. So here is my husband, Michael. Good evening, everyone. How are you? Thank you for having me, Meredith, but I don't know how much that you uh, convinced me to do this. It was either this or I was on the couch tonight, so. All right. Well, that's true. That's true. As you probably assume, Michael is a bit of my sounding board. He's someone that I've been talking to throughout this whole process, and it's interesting kind of having our dialogue and interesting kind of seeing his perspective on things, and I really thought that this might be a good episode because as we can imagine or as we think, Michael is presenting a male perspective. I've got a female perspective. We attack problems, situations, challenges in different ways, or at least that's what I think, Uh, but... Maybe today we're going to find out that there is more commonality in how we do this than I have thought. So I just kind of want to set us up a little bit. We're going to kind of talk about finding ourselves, that journey. Um, What does that mean to you? Maybe if we start out there, what does finding yourself mean to you? It means several things, and I guess it depends on what we're looking at. I'm the type of person that kind of divides things up, professional versus personal. So on, on a personal level, I think trying to find myself lately has been more of Michael versus dad. Okay. I think nowadays with uh, two kids, you get looked at more as the dad. You get asked questions more about how are the kids doing, how old are the kids, what are they doing, things like that. And you don't get asked about yourself as much. So just to kind of chime in, that's a lot. What I've said is you, you know, me becoming a mom, losing my identity, losing Meredith. Sounds like you have that experience too. You're no longer Michael, you're dad. I think it's an easy thing and I think I do it too. When you're not sure what to say to somebody or if you're looking for a conversation starter, the easy thing to do is to ask, how's the family? Okay, you got a point there. Okay. So I I think for me on that level, again, it's rediscovering, you know, who I am. But obviously I'm not the same person as I was before kids 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So it's discovering who I am now as I get older. And then on a professional level, it's the same thing of just, you know, where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? Um, am I satisfied with what I'm doing now? Am I looking for other things? So the professional growth aspect of it. Which, you know, going to my counseling background, when you look at adult development, you are in the time of your life. You've got family kind of solid and solidified, and it's now tackling some of those professional. You're also age-wise in the part of your career that you are to advance. You're to move on um, and to get to that next level, essentially setting yourself up for 
I don't want to say retirement because you're still young for that, but you're moving towards that. You know, where are you heading? Um, the stepping stones are past you. Now it's being strategic and really finding what you want to do and how far you want to go. Do you feel? Do you feel that? Yes, and you know me. The the listeners out there don't, but you know me, and I am a long term thinker in regards to that. While I'm not retiring anytime soon. I'm also at the stage, and you're there too, where we're not newbies anymore in our right. professions, but we're not, uh, the light's not at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. So I, I do want to set myself up further, but I, I do in the back of my mind see retirement in terms of uh, how much money do you have? Are we going to be able to retire uh, soundly? Are we going to be able to set our kids up for certain things like college? So those things are all in my mind. Uh, along with just my professional development. Which I wonder in some ways, female-wise, after becoming a mom, how many of us are still career-driven? I know they're out there. I'm not going to discount that. I know that there are a lot of women who feel that they are better moms when they are career-driven, that they're satisfying that part of them, they're moving forward. But I wonder if some of those feelings fall off when you become a mom. That's something that I just wonder um, if you're looking more to strive in other areas of your life instead of striving more in your your professional. Well, for me, it was, I don't want to say it was tough, but when we had our first child and then into our second, I had to think differently. It wasn't just about me anymore or you um obviously you can take care of yourself we we work well together but i wasn't worried about you but now we have these little ones to take care of and so are you bringing home enough money things like that um do you have enough time for the kids you know where you were uh, you know on maternity leave that's not uh, at least in our country as we know that's not something paternity leave is not a big thing right and being able to take time off, uh, no one frowned upon it for me, but there was still that expectation that I'm not taking six weeks, eight weeks, you know, months off. So how long was I going to get to stay home? Because I did want to stay home with you and, and be with our child. But I also knew I had a responsibility to go back to work and bring home money. Right. So if you can be the spokesman for the male perspective, it sounds like you struggled with the same things I was struggling with as far as how do I kind of satisfy my professional responsibilities and still find time to be mom, to be with my kids, um, to be the best parent I can be and make this family as we were starting, but you're getting pulled in multiple directions. Yes, and and you can't be you can't be entirely selfish anymore. Um, yeah, true. As a quick aside, when we moved out here a little over ten years ago, and we decided to take a chance, yeah, because it was just me and you, and I think we always knew in the back of our heads if it didn't work out, we'll go somewhere else or move back to where we were from. But it's not as easy to do that with kids. Of course you can, but there's a lot more thought that has to go into it. And just spur the moment, picking up and leaving is not, you have to think about how it will affect the kids. I I think you're right. You bring up a good point that taking a leap when it's just you as a solo person or you in a couple 
is a lot easier to do than dragging a family along. Yes, it can be done. And I want people to believe it can be done, that you can still take the leap. You need to believe in it, but maybe you just need to be a little bit more strategic with it. I would agree. And I'm not saying that we could never decide to do that, but I think the decisions we made 10 years ago to come out here, there would be different thoughts that would go into it uh, this time around. I, I couldn't imagine how it would have been if my parents would have moved us. We would have, we would have adjusted, but I can't imagine moving right. when I was a kid. Right. But I know it's done and it happens to a lot of people, but that was something that I never thought about growing up. Well, I'll be very honest. I'm going to throw a stereotype out there, okay? Um, and it's something that I have thought of and I've said. Hey, tell me what you think about the stereotype that men are very self-centered and are very self-fulfilling. So if they have an idea, they're going to jump and leap without considering the family or the partner's feelings. So if they want to get into a new business, they're going to make that leap and then figure it out afterwards. Or if they want to quit their job and take on new responsibilities, either a business or, you know, strive to go back to school to become a different profession, they're going to take that leap, then figure it out afterwards. What do you say to that? I'm sure there's still people that think that way now. I can only speak to the people I know and the situations I'm in, and I don't see that as much. Um, I know for me... If there's a big decision to be had, I would like to think I've come talk to you. I'm sure there's a time you would point out if you thought about it where you think I didn't. But I, I, I do try to think about how you'll react or what it'll do to the kids. I do have to share that this was a man that, gosh, a year after he graduated from law school, wanted to go back to veterinarian school. He researched it, and we all thought he was nuts because of the loans, just you know, solely the loans that he already had from law school. And then to take on vet school bills would be crazy. This coming from the woman that went back for a second master's degree. <laughs> and I get to see those bills every month. <laughs> but, you know, to get, you know, to get back to your thought, yes, I think there are still stereotypes that are alive today for men and women, but... I think if I look at myself that I don't know if I break stereotypes, but I know I get looks or comments, you know, when we talk about that I like to go to the, to the grocery store or I look forward to us going to Target together as a family and things like that. And it's not like I'm the only man that does that, but I still see enough of the traditional things where the guy stays home or the guy goes off and does something else, but... I, you know, I, I kind of just like to do what I do and not really worry about it. Well, I think you brought up something earlier, uh, paternity leave, how that's changing in society. Not fast enough, but it's changing in society. And also the movement to put changing tables in men's rooms, that there are more men taking on that family role. And maybe I'm using family a little too loosely, the caregiver role of the small children, babies, um, maybe that idea of being a man and what you're striving for is changing because society is accepting you to want to strive within the home instead of just in the workplace. What do you think about that? 
I, I would agree. I, I think when we just go out about the town, how many times do we see now men with, you know, the little Bjorn packs or whatever you call them with the, with the kid, you know, in front of them or behind them or the guy pushing the baby carriage? I, I definitely think that is more normal today than maybe it was. Um, you know, I don't remember, obviously, when I was a little one, but... My dad was more of the traditional, he he was the worker, my mom stayed at home for a while, but my dad was always there. So I think I had a good role model in that, and I think you see a lot of guys today that are not so much the stereotype anymore. Okay, so we're shattering stereotypes here in this generation. I love it. I love it. Now I know, kind of, I have a little bit of a beef. I'll, I'll share this with you guys. I am a big supporter of women. No joke. You know, people have called me a feminist in, in the uh, earlier years. Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> because I've heard it. But as I've gotten older, and additionally, as I've become a mother of a boy, I've realized how much we have shifted to empower women. But the movement has changed a bit where if we empower women, it means that we have to take away from men or males and I see all of these books I see all of these blogs I see all of these services to empower women and make them better help them find themselves um, be the the boss babes and I, I don't see those same thing for men um, resources for men I don't see that do you see anything you know does it hit you at all I think we've talked about this before. I, I worry about our son. Um, with our daughter, we obviously want her to grow up to be a strong, just independent thinking person. Right. I, I'm not so much that she has to be an independent thinking, strong woman. Obviously, she's female. She's our daughter, but I just want her to be a good person. For him, I do worry about it because there are fears about, I don't want him to grow up worrying about every little thing he does. Uh, obviously, there's lines with anything in society, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want him to be scared. Right. And I don't want him to be cautious. And just the littlest thing you say or do, you're going to get called out on, mainly because you're a boy. Right. So where are the resources for men in becoming better or, be, you know, finding themselves, doing that self-discovery? Is, are there resources? Do you see resources that are specifically targeting men like we have for women? I'm sure they're out there, but I don't know, uh, really. Uh, I can't say I've looked for them hard. Um, I think with a lot of us, it depends on what medium you're looking for. I'm sure there's articles out there. I'm sure there are podcasts or books. Because I, I know from a mother's perspective, I can find books. I can Google blogs. I can find, I even know of a podcast for women raising boys. But the audience is the mother, not the boy or the male um, interesting enough, we were at a Easter service recently, and they have a special um, Bible class for females in girls in middle school. But I didn't see anything listed for boys, but they're targeting the females in middle school. How are we helping our males discover 
being the best male they can be? That's a good question. I think a lot of it is just societal right now in, in the times we live in. And there's nothing wrong about empowering women, empowering little girls. But I don't want to see it at the expense of our son, other boys. Um, boys and girls can, you know, this is going to sound like really corny, but they can live in harmony with each other and you don't have to put one down to raise the other one up. I agree. And I, agree. I again, I'm sure if I looked, if I Googled, there are things out there, but are they as readily apparent to me as things I've seen for women? No. Right. No. So if you were looking for a resource, so you're in a position, you've described to us that you're in a position right now, that you're a father, that you are, you know, looking at finding yourself personally as Michael and what does Michael want and what's filling Michael's soul, what's giving Michael joy, and also professionally, what's giving you that satisfaction. What resources out there would you be looking for? What would fit within your schedule? within your profession what do you think is out there or maybe lacking out there i think the first thing i would look for are podcasts okay. like this because you know i'm in the car or if i'm at home and i can put the headphones on you know 20 30 minute episodes and i like to listen to people i can relate to okay. i'm not necessarily looking for the scholars out there uh i like the the people that I just feel like I would go to a bar with and, and talk to. And I think it would be good to see those kind of perspectives. Articles would be fine if there was a specific subject I was looking for. Okay. I don't see with my time reading books. Um, you know, maybe if there was one out there that really struck me, but I, I see it being more with podcasts and articles just because of time commitments. Okay. Well, I do want to wrap this episode up, and thank you, Michael, for joining me. Um, maybe we can make this a more regular occurrence if we've got some topics that you're interested in. But I really like what you said about having someone that's relatable, you know, a podcast that you can listen to that it's relatable. And I just want to tell my listeners out there that I am a supporter of both genders. I really want to put out material that both genders can learn from, can grow from. And I'm hoping that I would be that person kind of sitting at the bar stool next to you that we could talk about a few things. I'd love for any feedback that you might have, any suggestions that you might have, just so that we can have those conversations. I've recently been having some discussions with some of our listeners, and I love hearing what you guys are doing, what your goals are, what your dreams are, and where you're going with, or going um, going to with those ideas and those dreams. So please hit me up, direct message me, leave me some uh some comments or questions on the Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you guys. So Michael, again, thank you very much for joining us. I do appreciate it. And yes, you've earned your place in bed tonight. That's been fun. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, Feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time.
Do you think we're going to be funny together? I know I'll be funny. Oh, will you? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, I usually get you to laugh. I know, but we're maybe on the I'm mic. Not, maybe I'm not funny. Your sense of humor is just bad. But we're on the mic. People are a little different when they're on the mic. And this is your first time on the mic. I've done recordings before at work. Recordings of what? We've done video and audio recordings for subject matters. Now, we're not trying to be funny there. I know. That's very educational. But I've done it. Okay. Yeah, one take mic. Oh, oh really? You've got a nickname? <laughs> no, I just did that myself. <laughs> but I do love when you used to get on the mic at the courthouse. Well, that'll be a very special episode. Down right. the road, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs>